Between Two Wings. I'm your host, Emily Norman, and today we have Drew Holcomb with us, who is not only a great singer, songwriter, and musician, but he's also a pilot and has found some really unique ways to tie these two passions together. Drew, thank you so much for agreeing to come on our show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad, excited to talk with you. Oh, yeah. I know you don't get to talk about aviation too much, it sounds like, so I think this will be fun for both of us to, to of course, nerd out about all things pilot life. Yeah, I do a lot of podcasts, and they're almost all about music. So when I when I saw that you guys invited me to be on here, I was like, absolutely, let's do it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'll never pass up the opportunity to talk to any other pilot, that's for sure. Um, but we do like to start off by just touching on our backgrounds that we've got behind us. Um, I've just got Lake Travis behind me. It's one of my favorite places in Texas, one of my favorite views. Um, obviously, it's always just a little bit better from the air, but nothing too special unlike you it seems like we've got some some historic things there yeah yeah so i found a couple of uh photos from around the house of some family members who were pilots in their uh youthful military days so on my um my right is my <clears throat> grandfather-in-law so my wife's grandfather who was a uh i think he was a b-17 pilot in uh world war ii and then on my other side, that's my great grandfather, who was a, a War One pilot, uh, Army Air Corps, and then was a hobbyist for quite a while uh, after that. And um, yes, this is uh, he actually had a sort of a tragic. Um, uh, he crashed, and, and that's how he passed away when my grandmother was five, and I was the first pilot, um, sort of in his lineage. So one, two, three generations later. Um, and so my grandmother um, gave me his wings and his logbook and um, this great photograph. And uh, sort of always I had this photograph when I was little before I got my, my license, et cetera. And I always kind of looked up to him, even though I obviously never knew him. And um, even if he'd lived a full life, I probably would not have known him. But uh, yeah, so there's just a couple sort of aviation mementos from around my house. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, you know, we do have someone in our family who's a pilot. It kind of helps fuel the inspiration and makes it seem achievable, but your story's a little bit different there. I'm sure there was some hesitation from other family members when they're like, Hey guys, I want to, I want to go fly. Uh, what was that like? And how special was it once you did get to that point? Yeah, it was, it was, uh, so I had, I had it on both sides. Um, I couldn't find a picture of my own grandfather who, uh, again, great grandfather, wife's grandfather here behind me. I, my dad's dad was a pilot in the Navy and I didn't, couldn't find a picture of him, but um, yeah. So there was like this. There's a lot of aviation in the family on my dad's side, and then my mom's side again. Kind of had given it up after, or you know, sort of after my great grandfather passed away. But um, I think they were actually more excited than they were hesitate hesitant. A lot of people went after me actually after I got it. Another cousin got it, and then some nephews learned to fly. So we're, we're passing it around now. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like I guess your entire family is re-catching re the aviation bug. Um, that, that's so great. So obviously you've had interest and passion of aviation. I mean, it's hard for any of us to not look up at the sky every time we see a plane pass by, but you got your uh, your ticket pretty recently. What, what was the process there? Yeah, so I got my private long time ago when I was... Um... Let's see, I'm, I'm 40, so I got my private when I was 19. Um, got it in college. I made a deal with my dad that if I got a scholarship to college, he would pay for me to learn how to fly. And so my freshman year, I jumped right into aviation, got my license by sort of the 
late winter, early spring in Knoxville, Tennessee. I went to UT Knoxville and flew a lot for, you know, I got up to like maybe 180 hours within the first two years and then kind of ran out of money and time and then didn't fly for 16, 17 years. And I uh, got back into it during COVID. I was a sort of a COVID, um, you know, one of the many people who got either back into aviation or into av- aviation for the first time during COVID. But I, I've been wanting to do it for years. And in my line of work in music, sometimes I get to fly in other people's planes to go to different shows. And every time I'd get up in a plane, I'd go, golly, I really just want to get back and do this again. And for touring, COVID really grounded us. Like we were used to doing, you know, a hundred and something days a year on the road traveling, making music. And so um, when COVID happened, I was sitting at home and didn't, you know, have as much work to do and uh, found a flight club that made it sort of make sense for me financially. And um, my wife also was pretty, uh, like a lot of people, was very excited about the the, the, the Cirrus uh, system, the safety with the caps and everything. With the touring, you can fly yourself places. Is that something that you're looking to do or have done? Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. I, a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a corporate um, engagement where I was playing music at a private event uh, in Memphis. And instead of leaving at you know, nine in the morning and driving three hours and then sound checking all that stuff and then having to stay, spend the night and, and come home the next day, I, I left Nashville at three o'clock. I sound checked at 445 and uh, played the show and was back in the air by 930. And I was in my own bed by 1115, 1145. So that's definitely a big part of my vision is to use it uh, whenever it's safe to, 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 to go back and forth to shows. And my kids, I always joke, I tell them that airplanes are time machines, uh, you know, cause they can buy, they can buy back time. Um, and in, in my training, I used a lot of my cross country sort of requirements to, you know, I'd have my instructor go with me to a show. We'd fly there, play my show and then fly home. So I did that three or four times and yeah, I'm already sort of looking at my calendar and circling where I can use the, this new, uh, you know, newfound uh, opportunity to uh, to sort of buy myself some more time, but also just really love to fly. I just got back. Um, I just got back from uh, taking my kids for the first time. We all, so my wife and kids, to the beach for the weekend and home. And it was kind of fun because there was like some some storms around here and there. We were, you know, nothing crazy, but kind of going through, and the kids could see the see lightning 30, 40, 50 miles off. And, yeah. Uh, it's just like, you know, just a fun, unique hobby and the hobby that actually has like a, a usefulness. So definitely. And like a few things to touch on there. First of all, seeing thunderstorms from the air is my, from a safe different distance of right. course, <laughs> is my favorite thing is the, just the, the whole perception of it. It's, it's insane to see where it just can abruptly start and stop. Um, we get to experience something that's super unique. Um, and then also it's interesting because a lot of people I talk to, it seems like being a pilot, having a family, it can be hard because your schedule is so hectic. And so it's, it's great that this has actually allowed you to spend more time with them, you know, get home and tuck your kids in for bed or, you know, just be, be more apparent and not have to be gone for multiple days. So I think that's, that's super unique. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's other pilots in town. There's obviously a lot of artists that have airplanes, Mm -hmm. but there's few that actually fly themselves. Another one here in town is Dirk Spintley. He's been flying himself to and from shows for many years. And, 
yeah, it's a fun sort of unique, unique way to, to, to get around. And, and obviously I want to continue to build time and eventually maybe get into something bigger, but uh, for now, I'm just really loving the opportunity and you know, using it for fun and, and for, for work is really been cool. So, you know, these two passions, music and aviation, I know a lot of pilots that also, you know, play some instrument are really into just music in general. I fail on the piano and think I'm good sometimes. You know, what are some of the connections here? You know, I think um, there's a, I, I, I find a lot of peace up in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I find interesting is people, people talk about how dangerous it is to fly. People don't know especially single engine. They're like, Oh, how, why this do you know, every time I post about it on social media, I have like five or six fans that drop in my direct messages and they're like, don't do that. It's good. You know, get, get, get back on the ground. They're so uptight about it. And certainly some people have their, their reasons and I respect that. But, you know, once you're up there, especially if you're fine, you know, on a flight plan, an instrument flight plan, you know, you're just in your lane and it's got your autopilot on and sound of the buzz of the engine with your headphones on. It's just a real, peaceful time. I actually find myself sort of doing a little bit of songwriting when I'm up there. Nothing that keeps me from paying attention to what I'm doing, but um, just keep a little like legal pad and words come to you and thoughts and, and notes. And I think there's just a, a peacefulness about it. Th- there's also just like the challenge of learning an instrument is very similar to the challenge of learning how to fly. Um, because there's, there's like this great mixture of uh, um, learning the actual like, information that makes music work but then also like learning feel and having your sort of your own sort of spin on it i think flying is like that you you obviously want to have the knowledge and the data and all the information to fly but then you actually have to get up there and do it you know and that's a different thing feel is different than feel and execution is different than sort of knowledge and the two of those things together is what makes a good pilot i think it's very similar in music um but i think the main thing that music and aviation share is travel i mean i every musician i know that you know is successful at it they spend a lot of time traveling you know we, that's sort of part of the job I mean, we all have you know whether you're in a tour bus or flying commercial or you know certainly there are plenty of artists who are big enough to fly private i'm not one of them um although now i can fly myself so yeah that's i good. think that's better yeah, yeah, it's better <laughs> um you know but uh so that that's that's you know a big part of it too you know you meet you meet a lot of interesting people and that's the other thing I love about aviation is that when you meet people who are pilots, there's immediately something to talk about. Like, you know, Oh, what'd you learn in? Where did you learn how to fly? Have you ever flown into this airport? What's your favorite airplane? You know, how many hours do you have? Do you have your multi? Have you ever done any tail dragger? You know, there's just like, how'd you find, how'd you get into aviation? What made you want to be a pilot? You know, how old were you? You saw Top Gun and fell in love with aviation. (laughs) (laughs) All those things. (laughs) Like that, that was definitely me. I mean, I'm a child of the, the, I was born in 1982, so like Top Gun came out, and it was like I've got to be a pilot, you know. <laughs> and now it's like there's going to be a whole new generation with Top Gun two coming out of people who want to become pilots. But um, I think there's just like a there's a mystique because um, they both require a lot of dedication and time to to enjoy them. You can't just like hop in a plane and go fly if you've never done it before. You can't just like pick up a guitar and play a song. You have to both of them have to dedicate quite a bit of time and energy to over time to get proficient and and thoughtful at them. Yeah. And so on that note of you, know, there's obviously an adrenaline rush with both things, aviation and performing. Which one were you more nervous for, your first solo or your first show? Oh man, that's great. Uh, <laughs> I, I think like the better 
I think the better I think the better question would be what was I more nervous for um my instrument uh checkout ride and the, and the oral honestly the oral mm -hmm. part I was so nervous for versus like you know your first time on playing on like a, a late night TV show um cuz you know like when you play Jimmy Kimmel or something you have one shot cuz it's live <laughs> you know and you're like better not mess it up <laughs> it's literally live and then you get you know you get out you go to your check ride and I remember when I when I landed Afterwards, and I feel like I did pretty good. You know, I was kind of looking for a little bit of like a, you know, something. And my my um, DP had like total poker face, and he, I guess they have to wait until the plane is shut down before they can say anything. And so it's just this like, you know, five minute taxi ride and shutdown where I'm like, oh man, I failed, totally failed. You know. Um, so, anyways, uh, when he finally told me I, you know, passed, I was like, oh, thank God. You know? <laughs> well, uh, so we'll have to somehow let Jimmy Kimmel know that this DPE is more intimidating than him. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not a question. Oh, that's great. So you've actually done some pretty cool flying outside of just personal stuff. I know it's taken you to Africa to do a few things there. What, what's some stuff that you've done over there? Yeah, I, I was, the the I, I meet fans all over the place. I mean, I'm not like a big famous artist, but I do have we do have fans all over the place, and we meet them at random places, airports, and restaurants, and sporting events, and obviously at our shows or restaurants or whatever. But uh, I was on a uh, like a charity trip with this organization called Bloodwater Mission. They do um, well projects all over uh, uh, Kenya, and so we were flying to this town, little area called Marsabit, which is way north Kenya in the desert right near right near um south sudan and we're in a um we sorry we drove there first like on this like eight hour van ride like brutal like middle of nowhere you know potholed roads but we, we were there for two days and then we we're going to fly out of there to west kenya and um we get to the the airport and it's just a it's a it's a desert strip and it was the pilot had to circle three times really low to get all the goats off you know so make so that all the kids are getting all the goats off the field so he finally lands and he's sort of going through and he has got a manifest of the of the passengers and there's like five of us and he's going through okay and he's got our weights he's like okay hey, you're sitting here you're sitting here and he's like and he's like okay drew holcomb and he goes yeah He's a South African and I won't do his accent to save my, to not embarrass myself. But he says, Drew Holcomb. He's like, wow, that's crazy. He's like, my favorite songwriter is a guy named Drew Holcomb. That's what a small world. And I said, yeah, that's probably me. And he goes, you're the songwriter, Drew Holcomb. And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh my gosh. So like, what are the chances? Like this bush pilot in the middle of the desert um is doesn't know that he's about to pick me up and i'm his favorite musician so yeah, and then you're also a pilot and you can find it also as a pilot yeah so, <laughs> so i ended up getting to fly right seat with him and talk about music and flying and it was a it was a pretty cool he's got a very unique story he's been flying uh mainly flying caravans all over africa for 15 years he's got like eight thousand hours in, in a caravan which is a lot you know yeah so. yeah definitely no that's great um so you know, you just got your IFR ticket, doing a lot of flying music. It's back. Shows are back. I know you're actually even going to be in Houston like later this year. What's what's kind of on your plate and on your agenda moving forward with both of these passions? Yeah, I think um, I, I'm trying to for, for, for flying. My main sort of goal right now is to build a bunch of time. 
And so looking at my calendar and trying to find as much opportunity to fly long cross countries. Uh, I just talked to some friends today. We're going to fly all the way to Traverse City, Michigan, which is like a four hour flight in the SR20. Mm and play two rounds of golf and then fly home. So um, now it's, it, it, what's crazy is a four hour flight, but it's also, it's, it's a lot faster than, and then commercial would be like a nine hour trip commercial. So yeah, you when get, you factor in the drive to the airport parking. Space. Yeah. It's two hour drive, all that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. 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 So uh, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. And then obviously um, sometimes when you tour, it doesn't make any sense to fly. Like I'm doing five shows in a row and we're on the bus or a different city every day. Mm-hmm. it doesn't really make a lot of sense to try to do that in the air in an airplane. But, um, for, for on the music side, we're working on a new album. We have a big tour this fall. It's the first tour we've done since COVID, um, with the, with my band, I sort of toured two different ways. One is with my wife. Um, and we did a tour already this year, like an acoustic tour and then a tour with my band. We haven't done that since 2019. And so, um, yeah, we're going to be making a lot of new music, writing and writing every week uh being spent a week in the studio in north carolina in april and we're gonna spend a week in the studio in seattle in august and just working on a lot of new music and in the meantime hoping to catch as many you know opportunities to fly this club of man also owns this really cool two-seat light sport um that is not fast enough to really go anywhere but it's a great plane to fly around the region build time you know hone your skills it's got like you know great instrument approach sort of training stuff on it as well. So, you know, just building time while doing my job and continuing to continuing to, you know, make space for that. I love fun with my kids. They really like it, especially my daughter. She's nine and she has a million questions about everything. Awesome. That's great. Everything on the on the PFD and MFD. So um yeah, I'm just having fun with it. I don't I don't have, you know, some major goals. I do have a friend who's a um a CFI who sort of specializes in tailwheel. He's got a, a Piper Cub on a grass strip in Middle Tennessee that I want to learn that just to sort of connect, especially kind of connect back to my, you know, the family story. So uh, just enjoying it mainly. And I think the camaraderie that I've found with pilots has been really fun. And uh, there's now like various texts where I have some buddies that own planes and they'll say, I'm going here. Do you want to come with me? Or I'll say, I'm going here. Do you want to ride? So it's just fun. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's hard not to have fun when you're around a bunch of pilots and you have that passion as well. Um, you know, we have like work chat groups where it's like, Hey, I'm going here for lunch or, Hey, I'm going to fly over here and just check it out. Like who wants to come? Um, and it could be people who've never met or talked to each other and they just want to join and, you know, share, share a love of aviation with other people. Yeah, no doubt. All good things. Well, Drew, thanks so much for coming on Between Two Wings. It's been really fun to talk to you about, you know, the music side of things and then also flying. And it's it's great that you get to actually fly your shows and just have fun with all of it. So thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time. It was fun chatting with you. Of course. Well, everyone, thanks so much for tuning into this episode Between Two Wings. We'll see you next time.
there's also just like the challenge of learning an instrument is very similar to the challenge of learning how to fly because there's there's like this great mixture of learning the actual information that makes music work but then also like learning feel and having your sort of your own sort of spin on it i think flying is like that you you obviously want to have the knowledge and the data and all the information to fly but then you actually have to get up there and do it 